Junior Jewels. I'm Carly. And I'm Jess. And we are the hosts of Typical Tuesday Night, a, a Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift podcast. podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Carly. And I'm Jess. And we know that we guessed wrong. We all thought reputation was coming. I'm just going to say all because I feel like <laughs> literally everyone and their dog thought reputation was coming. But we don't think it's coming out before the tortured poets department. But we also didn't want to stop like all our research on reputation. And we kind of wanted to wrap up and finish out all the reputation content that we had. So we're going to finish out the series because it is eventually going to be coming soon. I still think soonish. Yeah. I mean, I still think this year, but maybe it probably will be 2025 if we're being honest. People are not giving up. Yeah, it's like every insane. time one theory is <laughs> not true, like the day passes and it didn't it's happen. Another there one is a up. new, there's like five more the I next know. day. <laughs> but yeah, it's wild. I, I really don't think we'll get it before Tortured Post oh, Department. No. There's no way. I just can't see that happening. Yeah. At this point, we're like, maybe, yeah, maybe this year. Maybe. Probably next year. That's kind of what I'm thinking. If she follows the same pattern. Yeah. But. As we get closer to April, we will start creating some really fun content for you around the album coming out. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. So we will start talking about that more, we promise. But today we are going to be talking about the Look What You Made Me Do music video and all of the Easter eggs that you find while watching that because there are a ton. A ton. Like so, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I feel like. When we've been doing our past episodes, we will like reference it. Oh yeah. And that's when we were, we weren't planning on doing an episode like this, but as we were doing those other episodes, we're like, we need to do an entire episode just on this music video because there is so much to it. Yes. And we want to give a special shout out and credit to Lauren Littman and Shine On Media for their amazing YouTube videos that helped us get a good starting point with these Easter eggs. Yes. We love following, especially Lauren Littman yeah, on Instagram. She's a great follow. And so if you want a good Swifty account to follow, make sure to check her out. Yes. And as always, shout out to Reddit. I love Taylor Swift Reddit so much, but I went through and did some digging and you guys gave me, cause I'm sure a lot of you Swifties are on Taylor Swift Reddit, but you guys gave me so many thoughts and theories that we're also going to be talking about as well. So that'll be fun too. Yes. And we are going to make our way through the video in order, talking about the scene and then discussing the Easter eggs and or theories that have come from that scene. Okay. So I'm going to start us off. It starts off with a graveyard scene. But before we jump into that, I do want to talk about the director of the music video actually tweeted on August 26, 2017, that they started concepting and prepping for this music video in January. And then they shot in May, which I thought was interesting. They like started the concept in Mm. January. Five months later, they shot it in May. And then they did post-production until tomorrow morning, which would be August 27th. And then we got to see it. I think it was like the next day. Wow. Which was Sunday. That's crazy. I know. I thought that was cool because you don't ever hear like timelines of stuff like that. Yeah. So I thought that tweet was really cool. I love that. Okay. So we start off with a graveyard scene. And it kind of flies over the graveyard. And as you look down, you can see uh, the initials TS in lights down below you. 
And then the next thing you see is a zombie Taylor coming out of a tomb that says, here lies Taylor Swift's reputation. And the cool thing is she's actually wearing the same outfit as the out of the woods Taylor, which was the last music video of the 1989 era. And then she is burying 2014 Met Gala Taylor. And that was the last public time we saw Taylor before the 1989 era starts. So also some people believe that that's the last time her quote reputation was still clean. And that was also when she first showcased the 1989 hairstyle or she chopped her hair. And so a lot of people feel like that's what signifies the start of the 1989 era And so people are saying the end of the 1989 era or the out of the woods Taylor is burying all of her previous selves, kind of the start of the 1989 era. And so before. Interesting. I know. Kind of cool. Yes. And then right next to that gravestone or that tomb that says here lies Taylor Swift, as she's burying herself, you see a gravestone that has the words Niles Schoberg. I think I'm saying that right. But that is next to her. And that is the secret name that Taylor actually used when she co-wrote the song, This Is What You Came For, with and for Calvin Harris. And I thought this was super interesting, but I don't remember this. Calvin went on like a Twitter rant after they broke up about how Taylor needed someone to bury. And so this is exactly what his tweet said. He says, I know you're off tour and you need someone new to try and bury like Katie, but I'm not that guy. Sorry. I won't allow it. But yes, like, (laughs) whoa. But then she just like throws her, you know, secret name. Yeah. Right next to that bearing as she's burying herself. Yeah. As like a little dig. I was like, whoa. I just thought that was crazy. I don't remember Calvin tweeting that, but I know he was pretty sour yes yeah so i mean it doesn't surprise me when i saw that i was like oh yeah what a baby I just kidding. <laughs> but, but for real that's but like for what real. comes to my mind that's so funny <laughs> okay so next we're gonna talk about the bathtub scene which i feel like is i mean the whole music video is so iconic yeah the scene especially so taylor is laying in a bathtub full of diamonds and in the bathtub, there's also a $1 bill, and the dollar bill could totally be a reference to the court case, which we've talked about in a previous episode, where she won $1. It was her sexual assault case, and some fans wonder if this was CGI'd after because technically they were working on the editing of the music video days before it was released. And when it was originally filmed in May, the lawsuit wasn't didn't wrap up till yeah. August. And so I wonder if they I thought waited that was interesting. For that. Yeah. I mean, I could see it I could see them still putting it in there because even though the lawsuit wasn't wrapped up, like it was still known that yeah. she was suing. It was still a statement. One dollar, yeah. but I love that they threw that in there because yeah. I think that's an important part of all of this. So there's all the diamonds in the bathtub and that people have wondered if that's a Kim Kardashian reference and saying that Kim needs all these diamonds, but Taylor just needs a dollar. But it could also be a reference to when Kim was robbed in Paris at gunpoint and a little backstory on that. What with what happened with Kim, if you don't know. So back in October of 2016, Kim 
was actually robbed at gunpoint in her apartment in Paris for over $10 million worth in jewelry. That is insane. And it included a $4 million ring that she had posted on Instagram earlier that week. The robbers reportedly tied her up, gagged her, and threw her in the bathroom on the floor, not in the tub. So, could I mean, that does kind of feel that? like a reference to that. Yeah. I mean, you never know. I don't really necessarily know like, the point of that reference, but also the lyrics during that part are very much pointed towards the Kim and Kanye stuff. Yeah. So, I could totally see that. See it. But it could also be a reference from talking about blank space where she says about herself in regards to men that she traps them and locks them in her mansion. And then she's crying in the marble bathtub surrounded by pearls. Which I also feel like fits because she specifically said that. Yeah. So I think it could be all all of the above. All the things. Okay. So after that, it cuts to... A scene. She's found in a mansion and she's sitting on a throne and there's tons of snakes around her. And to be exact, there are 12 snakes around her, <laughs> making her the 13th snake. And we all know 13 means a lot, I guess. A lot. I don't know. It means it's our favorite number. We yes. all know that 13 is symbolic in the Taylor Swift universe. So, and it's interesting because while she's sitting on the throne, she's like, um, the snakes are pouring her some tea to drink. Yeah. Snakes are giving her all the tea. Yes. In multiple ways. (laughs) And then what I think is interesting is on the pillar and columns surrounding her are the words et tu brute, which means, and you Brutus, which is actually a line from Julius Caesar. And it's when he is being stabbed Um, by Brutus. And there's a couple of things that people have taken this to mean. So Katy Perry actually said that Taylor Swift is Regina George, um, which then, and Regina George is from Mean Girls. If you connect that line in the Mean Girls movie, there's that quote that says, we should just totally stab Caesar. And so throughout this, you'll actually see a couple of Mean Girl references as well. So stay tuned for those. Um, Other people have been said or other people have said it also could be in reference to people not standing up to her uh, or standing up for her and her friends having high turnover rate when all of this Mm. Kim and Kanye stuff was going down because Brutus turned on Caesar. Yeah. Like it's a turning of a friend on a, to a friend Um, or like her friends siding with Kim and Kanye. And I think we've talked about this in all of the Kim and Kanye episodes. Yeah you could tell that she lost some friends. Yeah. And it's like, were they just distancing from the drama? Did they go side with Kim and Kanye? Like, I mean, I guess distancing yourself kind of is siding with somebody. Yeah. I just, I, the, just all of the research that we've done throughout this series and hearing, you know, the things Taylor said and done, I feel like for her, one of the most hurtful parts of all this that happened were those friends not believing her. Yeah. Because like we said, like, you know, the phone call, the edited phone call, it was pretty, you know, made her look guilty. Yeah, absolutely. They did a a good job to make her look guilty. Like she said one thing and yeah. turned around and took it back and tried to play the victim. Yeah. And I would not be surprised if her friends are saying, you know, 
like Taylor, like this looks yeah, like pretty, you said this is okay. Yeah, yeah, like incriminating kind of. And for her closest friends to not trust her would probably be devastating yeah. because she takes her friendships so seriously. Yes. I was gonna say, especially after if you haven't listened to our 1989 episodes, we have some of those. And we also have a whole episode talking about her girl squad. Yeah. And you learn that like she struggled with friendships Mm -hmm. and then she wanted to have a girl squad so bad. She wanted to have lots of friends. And then those friends to turn on her was probably just such a roller coaster. Oh yeah, for sure. Poor Taylor. Seriously. So the also just a disclaimer, (laughs) this video, oh my gosh, it is just jam packed. So yes. we're going we're gonna to talk about a lot of things. But the crazy thing is, is we're probably not even going to talk about everything. No, yeah. And I we should have mentioned that at the beginning. Because like, I kept telling you, there's so much. I swear we're missing stuff. I know. So there is so much. But it's really fun to learn. And it makes you watch. Well, we were talking. I feel like we we're saying even now, just watching this video in rest- retrospect, like years yes. and years after the fact, when like, the reputation era is like way more appreciated and all that drama is a little bit in the past and we know more about it now. It's, I watch it so differently. And then also knowing all these Easter eggs makes makes it even more fun to watch. So, so the next scene is the car crashing. Every scene I'm doing, I just want to say this scene is iconic. They really all They're are, though. Literally That's all the thing iconic. is they all stand out for such huge reasons. Yes. Um, so the car crash scene, there are some major Katy Perry nods. And there is a, a leopard like in the car with her that is wearing a 13 necklace. And... Throughout this whole scene, Katy Perry is holding a Grammy, which is really interesting because that is something that Katy had never won. I'm like, ooh, ouch. which is like a huge dig. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she looks just, just like, like Katy. Perry. Yeah, she has like the high pony. She's wearing like a leopard fur coat, and she's got like these bangs. She yeah. just totally looks like her. The steering wheel. Also has a B, which could be another Julius and Brutus um, reference. And then the car in the music video is actually really similar to the car that Katy Perry uses in the Waking Up in Vegas music video, which Taylor had tweeted out about liking that music video back when they were friends. Yep. So. And then this is probably one of my favorite references yeah, from the scene <laughs> is that the car that she is crashing is a Maserati and it's while she's holding the Grammy, which could be hinting that Red deserved a Grammy from her Red lyrics. Loving him was like driving a new Maserati down a dead end street. I love that. I do too. I love it so much. Like, bring back all the old bits and put them into your new stuff. I love when she does that. Yes. And it could also reference how Taylor's reputation is crashing down. That's the thing is to me, it's crazy how many different references you can take from one One thing thing. and they all work. Yes, for sure. For sure. And then this is super fun. The paparazzi. So like she crashes the car and then she's kind of like sitting on the edge of the car and like posing for the paparazzi. And all the paparazzi are Taylor's dancers from her 1989 world tour. 
And in the I Know Places, she talks about hiding from the paparazzi or her dancers during the 1989 tour. And so this is her saying she isn't hiding anymore. Which I also think is cool because she wasn't hiding a lot right before this album. Yes. And so now for her to come out and be like, yeah, fine. Like, whatever. Take pictures of me. Take videos of me. Yeah. I don't even care. Okay. So then it cuts to the birdcage scene. So she's in this giant birdcage and she's sitting on like a swing. And there are a lot of different theories about the birdcage. So we're going to go over a bunch of them. Again, it's like there's so many different things that this could mean. So a couple of things. The first one is her own self trying to release herself from the negative image. Like the, her image is represented by the cave or the cave. <laughs> her image is represented by the cage and the media just like throws so much hate at her and she's just kind of stuck there. Mm-hmm. So that was one theory I saw. Another one is that the cage represents um, that Taylor is constantly told by haters and the media that she lives in a protected and a privileged life. And so she's just like in this safe little cage. Okay. Um, The other um, representation that it could be is that the media is trying to control her. So the media has placed her in a, cage because this kind of this music video is really similar to the blank space music video Mm -hmm. like if you don't get it she is making fun of herself she is making fun of the way the media views her it is satire absolutely so like keep that in mind a lot of people i think non-fans and non-swifties are like oh yeah see like this is absolutely how she is and it's like no she's making fun of it like do you not yeah. You don't understand. It's sarcasm. Yes, exactly. Um, another reference that I thought was kind of cool was a lot of people believe that this is big machine keeping her in a cage mm-hmm. and saying that you can't escape, I could which I that. really like that theory. That's yeah. one of the most interesting things to me about the reputation album is that I feel like there are references to like her issues with big machine yeah. in it, but this album was her last one with, with them big machine. Yeah. And so I'm like, are they just that like ignorant and they didn't get it or did yeah. it not matter? And she was going to just do it. I mean, I remember do. talking in our 1989 episode that they didn't want her to go pop. Yeah. And she really had to push back on that. And Mm -hmm. I remember saying, I think this is when issues with big machines started. Yeah. And I'm sure it just got worse and worse Mm -hmm. and worse. And I'm sure before releasing reputation, she knew she was leaving. Yeah, for sure. And so it's like, of course she's probably going to put little jabs into that, which is crazy. Um, So another kind of thing that I thought was cool is on her thigh, she has this snake tattoo and it's actually in the exact same place that Kendall Jenner wore a fake tattoo for a shoot, like a photo shoot. Yeah. It's like, Oh, there's another call out to Kardashians. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in that uh, cage, she is seen to be eating a lobster and on with that lobster on that same plate, there is also a rat. And so people are saying that that is a reference to people have said that Taylor is a rat. She looks like a rat. But I also love this. It could be in reference to snakes eating rats. Yeah. And so if people view Taylor as a rat, you could also view like 
Kim Kardashian as a snake and Kim ate Taylor. Or you could do it the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Kind of cool. I just, I just can't wrap my mind around the creation and and the, how much the thought. storyboarding yes that goes into this yes it I mean you, my mind. I mean that's why they said they started working it in January but they didn't film it till May yeah that's five months of working through a storyboard for sure that is so nuts I mean when you have this much detail mm-hmm. though like of course it's gonna it's yeah. wild it's so wild. Detailed. So the next scene is the heist scene and all of the workers are wearing headphones and that's supposed to be a nod to the streaming issues that she dealt with along with the signs that read stream co she is mocking how people believe she was robbing Spotify or Apple or worrying over the money they paid her and not the actual problem she was trying to solve. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting too, because like the word stream co is right when you go into the vault mm. that she's in. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy because there was a lot of talk and we've talked about this before, but with Spotify and Apple and a mm-hmm. lot of people are like, how dare she take her music off of it? Yeah. And I just don't think they realized she was trying to make it better for artists yeah. and like Artists deserve this, but a lot of people just rip on her. Like, well, how dare you put, take your music from streaming? Well, yeah, You're people so... are, I mean, not not to bring this <laughs> up, but people are just so selfish. Yeah. And they're mad because they can't stream her music whenever yeah. they dang well please. And, I mean, the same thing happened with the Eras Tour movie. We now know yeah. that it's coming out to streaming soon. But people were really upset about, like, that it was for rent and the price of the rental, even though it was very on par and a very yeah, with everything else. normal thing outside of her own movie, like, just the industry standard. Yeah. And it's just so crazy that people are, like, thinking that it's like she's trying to take the – music off of streaming to like punish fans. Yeah. It's like, no, you're missing the point. Yeah. Yeah. So silly. So in the scene, she is wearing a sparkly tiger shirt, which is a Katy Perry reference. And then the people around her have cat masks and it could be a reference to Katie cats, or it could just be a reference to Taylor's love of cats. Yeah. And if you guys don't know, Katie cats are what, Katy Perry's fans are actually so like we're Swifties. They're Katy cats. Katy cats. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad we got Swifties. I like Swifties. (laughs) Katy cats. Although Katy cats is like pretty funny. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So anyway, so the words "blind for love" were. Oh, I didn't even finish that. that Yeah, it's at the bottom of the sweater. Oh, the bottom of the sweater. Okay. That's okay. So at the bottom of the sparkly tiger sweater that she's wearing, the words blind for love are on it. And that could be about the media's perception of her perception of love. People are speculating that blind for love could also be a vault track, which I love. Which I'm like, I yes, super love. And let's have that be a we'll thing. find out someday. I guess. Because yes. I could, I could absolutely see that oh, being yeah. a vault track. Absolutely. 
So, and then she's wearing knee high boots that could be with like the longer sweater. And that could be a reference to Kylie Jenner and other Kardashians because they used to wear the same look all the time. So later in that scene is again, one of the cats has the Katy Perry witness eyeball on their blue shirt and the all knowing eye is kind of like Katy Perry's symbol. I didn't know that. Yeah. Until I saw somebody put that. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Um, then we jump to a scene of her like getting on a motorcycle and there's like a whole little biker gang. And I thought this was interesting. Someone on Reddit mentioned that they actually met the director of the music video and they were like, I am so confused at what this biker scene like Easter egg is supposed to be like nobody has ever come up with anything. And he said it was actually just a random idea of his that they liked. Hmm. So it really doesn't have any Easter eggs. But I did say somebody say they like to think that it signifies Taylor is holding up big machine records on her back because Hmm. later on in the music video, it jumps back to the biker scene and she's lifting up. The two motorcycles. And they're saying like, that's a reference of like, she's carrying them basically. Okay. Interesting. I like that. Also goes to show everything doesn't Doesn't have a meaning, (laughs) but in a music video like this, you do assume. Yes. Everything everything has one, but I liked that he, yeah, was just like, no, I thought this idea was cool. So like we put it in. Yeah. That's cool. So the next scene we have is the girl squad factory scene, which is so, so interesting yes. to me. It, I feel like this one is so cool. So she, Taylor looks like a Barbie or kind of like plastic, which is another shout out to mean girls and all it's just, it's this room full is it's the classic scene that you see in movies or TV that's like cultish or, you know, like people are at like some speakers event and it feels cultish and it's oh, yeah. like everyone Everyone's looks the standing same. In a line. They're standing, they're doing whatever the person yeah. says to do. They all look the same. Yeah. So that's totally how the scene is. And all the girls that are in the room, they look the same and they look super, super, super plastic. Yes. Even more so than Taylor yeah. does. And Taylor's kind of standing at the front, like obviously looking just like being in, in charge. charge. Yeah. And it's mocking the fact that society has laughed at her forever and honestly still oh, do yeah. say yep. that she is building a cult. <laughs> and also that she has interchangeable model friends and hating on her having a girl squad. So just like she can't win. But yeah. I love that she called them out. Oh yeah. In this music video. And I think this is, and this is kind of place of the satire thing with the music video. I love it because she's taking all these things that people say or assume about her. And like, it's similar to a blank space. Like, yeah, this is what you're saying. This yeah. is what that looks like. Oh yeah. Is that really what you think? <laughs> you I'm really doing? think this is what I'm doing? You yeah. think what I'm doing is this? Yeah, you know, which I is thought of it so that way. Yeah. interesting to me. Because yeah, they say you're building a cult, and it's like, is like this is literally what you think I'm doing? Yeah. Because no, yeah. <laughs> How I know. crazy do you think I? Oh, it's so silly. It is crazy. <sighs> All right. Well, then we move to a scene 
where she's in a room that kind of reminds everybody of the blank space house. And she walks in the door and there's a bunch of male dancers in this room. And as she walks through the room, they immediately like kind of fall in line and it's like, she's in charge and it's supposed to represent how one she's obsessed with men. Cause there's only men around her and that they basically do whatever she says. Yeah. So um, at one point she kind of like clicks her fingers and then all the men take off their jackets and they show shirts that say I heart TS, which is also a callback to Tom Hiddleston wearing that tank top that said I heart TS. And do you think that's like saying that kind of saying that she wanted him and like, wanted him to wear that well that's what a lot of people are saying is i guess and i don't remember hearing this but the media was really pushing this narrative that she forced him Mm. to wear that shirt and so that's and like you do what i say like you wear the shirt you do what i say and so that's where that whole thing comes from so yeah really really interesting Also interesting is there are eight dancers and that's supposed to represent that there are eight men at this point that the media talks about Taylor dating. Mm. So we have the eight are Joe Jonas, Taylor Lautner, John Mayer, Jake Gyllenhaal, Connor Kennedy, Harry Styles, Calvin Harris, and Tom Hiddleston. Interesting. I really liked that. I did not. I didn't know that. I never really know that. I didn't either. But I I really like that. I'm like, that is the perfect way yes. to like talk about the media's representation of that. Yes. Um, and then another thing to talk about is the way they're set up with like her up in front, listening to everything she says, following her around is also supposed to portray that a lot of the media believes her relationships are PR stunts. Oh my gosh. Which I'm and like, we're still, still dealing with do. that. I know. It's so annoying. Yes. Like, honestly, yes. I'm so sick of it. I the fact that people still think Taylor and Travis are a PR, PR stunt are driving me yes. insane. I actually made a joke today to my sister-in-law. We were talking about um, the tortured poets department yeah. and how it's just going to be so devastating. Yes. <laughs> And I In the was best like, way. I was like, it's a good thing that she's like dating someone and like currently happy because like if she was still like oh, sad and true. single when this came out, like we would be so torn up. And I made the that's joke. So true. I made the joke that her and Travis are that's a right. PR that's couple right. oh. um, to protect fans' hearts. <laughs> Honestly, thank you. If that is the case, I would accept that PR. They're stuff. doing it for us. <laughs> I mean, that would, that would help. I mean, yeah. it is helping me. I just, cause that would be devastating. I if just she was. Would, well, and we don't need to go into this too much <laughs> because it's just a joke, but I mean, PR sense can be, you know, Taylor Swift does not need a PR stunt for her fame. She is yeah. plenty famous. She also isn't going to just date some football player to make him more famous. Yeah. She's not going to, she's having to do a lot of work to date this man. Yeah. This is not someone she's just a PR relationship to me is someone that you make sure to get photo opportunities yes. with. You show up to events together. Yes. And that's about it. Yeah. 
You this, don't go out of your way. You don't fly halfway across no. the world to go to the Super Bowl. You don't sit through football games and pretend you are enjoying yeah. it if it's a if PR, it's a PR thing. Stunt. Yeah. Like you get some pictures on the streets that you're like out together. Yeah. No, it's true. I Oh my it gosh. Blows my mind. <laughs> no, I I went yeah. But I loved when I saw that cuz I was like, yes. oh, hey, she's still dealing with that. Yes. Still dealing with that. Um, and then the other thing that I really like about the whole dancing section is everyone, including Taylor, mm-hmm. has always made fun of the fact that she can't dance. She's, like, not, she's like a not a great dancer. dancer. She's kind of awkward about it. But honestly, she does a really good job Yeah, in this whole dancing. I feel like this is the first time where we really see Taylor dance. dance. Yeah. And she does a good job. Um, another thing that I saw though, too, was the dancing is really similar to the Mean Girls talent show. Oh. And now that I watch it, I'm like, oh yeah, actually like that move was in yes. that Mean Girls video. So I just thought that was funny. I never knew that there were a lot of Mean Girls references in this I video. I didn't either. So interesting. Okay. So our next scene that we have is the old versus new Taylor scene. And so... Starts out with the plane, and Taylor is seen cutting off the wing of the plane, which could be her ruining her reputation. And then she's also seen standing on a mountain of old Taylors wearing a rep outfit in the same font as the Palo Kanye album. Palo Kanye album. Kanye's album. (laughs) And which is so fun. I feel like this is... This kind of thing has been used ever since this video, like er- the eras and yeah. like that Capital One commercial oh, uh-huh. where like it has all of them together. Uh-huh. I feel like this is like, it became a thing after this and it's like yeah. really fun to see all of them together. together. Yes. And so, yeah, it's got the Junior Jewels Taylor and has all her squad names on it. The Circus Red Taylor, the CMA Awards Taylor, the We're Never Getting Back Together Pajama Taylor, with the thir- the 13 on the hand Taylor, and many, many more. Yeah, there's it's just like, like so many. Literally yeah, a I was pile like, of Taylors. I'm going to stop typing these all out now. <laughs> and the Junior Jules Taylor gets kicked with the same Vogue shoes that she wore in her Vogue shoot. It's just like attention to detail. So many details. It's just like insane. Yes. The new Taylor is kicking the old Taylor, showing that the old Taylor is dead. Um, this is also a reference to the people that say she doesn't know who she is but she does anything to top herself or to get on top in general. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Cause I do feel like people have that perception of her. And like the thing that kind of bugs me about that is to be honest, there's nothing wrong with either of those things. It's true. Yeah. Um, how many people say that they found themselves in their twenties? Yeah. Taylor can't do that too. Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. And well, I mean, it goes back to me too with like the song, the man. Yes, exactly. Where it's like, if she was a man, you would be saying very different things about yes. her wanting to be you would say on top or trying to be better than herself was previous. Yes. Like it's, it's admirable that she would take risks yeah. and, you know, cross genres and push boundaries. But instead she yeah. is just, 
it's like annoying yeah. that she's trying to be the best. Yeah. Which is so dumb. Oh my gosh. I know. Like saying that out loud, I, I just like roll my eyes so hard. That is the stupidest things. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh. So um, then we flash back to Taylor walking away from a building with TS on it. And she is blowing up her brand with all this drama. So then we see one of my favorite scenes and it's Taylor, the close up of Taylor with her on the phone and her red lips saying the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now because she's dead. And this is actually really similar to her, our song music video. She has like a similar phone, which is interesting. Yeah. And then I don't remember if we've actually talked about this on the podcast. We made a reel about it. Oh, yeah. But one of our favorite realizations that we've probably, that I feel like I've oh, ever same. made, but specifically during this reputation series, is that we've realized that the super iconic phone scene, obviously not confirmed by Taylor Swift, yeah. but we believe this is so in the keeping up with the Kardashians, Kim and her mom are talking and Kim says, or Kim's mom says to her, like, what would happen if you just called Taylor up? And we think that this is what would happen yeah. if she just called Taylor up and she would say, sorry, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Oh. Why? Cause she's dead. And it is like, so it's epic. like perfect. Yeah. Yes. And the fact that I have like not known that for years oh, yeah. and years and years, but I, it just makes me love it even more. Yeah. You'll have to go to our um, Instagram if you haven't seen that, but it's like spot on. Yes. It's crazy. We like mashed it up for you. So, okay. We are on the end scene and it's the plane scene. And there is a fan theory that Taylor actually liked on Tumblr that mentioned that this was about like the plane was kind of in reference of how she was tired of people tracking her plane. Which what? I was like, uh, another roundabout moment. We're yes. still talking about this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't realize it was happening all the way back then too. I didn't either. Wow. But that's a long time to be dealing with this. Crazy. Um, and then there's also another fan theory that Taylor also liked on Tumblr. I love when we know if that she Taylor liked likes one things. of my theories, oh, I, would I would die. die. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, crazy. Okay, so there are 15 Taylors um, seen at the end of this scene, and they're saying all of the things that the media has said about her, and the Taylor on the plane is writing the words reputation on the plane. Um, and these Taylors actually represent the 15 songs on the album, and the Taylor on the plane is the new Taylor kind of watching all the old Taylors, almost kind of taking charge and saying like, Okay, new Taylor's here. I'm in charge. We're kind of like leaving you guys to be. Um, and the Taylors that we see are all of the ones from the music video, this current music video. Look what you made me do. And then you also see Red Circus Taylor, Fearless Dress Era Taylor, 2009 VMA Taylor, 2015 Met Gala Taylor, Zombie Out of the Woods Taylor, You Belong With Me Taylor, and Swan, Swan Shake It Off Taylor. Yes, and there are some really interesting things that, that happen happen during the yeah, scene. They so say. 
all these tailors are lined up in front of the plane and they all, it shows them all have like really many interactions with each other that tell us so much. Yes. And so here are a few of the things that are said and it's mostly again, satire yep. mocking the things that the media has said about her. So some of them are her shocked face. Like they're saying like, do you, are you really that shocked yeah. all the time? Because honestly she did do that oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah. A lot. She's, but like she's for pretty, good reason. Yeah. She was shocked at like all these things well, she was like, winning and doing. Can someone not be like, somewhat humble and actually be surprised that they're winning that they're winning awards i don't know so silly because once again if she didn't have a shocked face people would be like she just thinks she wins everything and she deserves everything and like she needs to be humble yeah like you just she can't win she literally cannot win for example she just donated the there was unfortunately a shooting uh at the chief's celebration parade for winning the Super Bowl and there was a shooting and a few people died and she donated a bunch of money to a family and yeah. of course like a lot like a hundred thousand dollars and so many people are like she's a billionaire why didn't she drop a million like <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> the go really the GoFundMe goal was like seventy five thousand and she alone and she, yeah, donated exceeded that a hundred thousand dollars I don't know it's just it's so silly <sighs> Um, so she also gets called out for being fake, playing the victim. And this is one of of my favorites. My favorites. (laughs) So there she, someone says like, what are you doing? And they say, I'm getting receipts. This is like totally a Kim Kardashian reference and the, the edited phone call. The Kanye Taylor phone call. So she says, I'm getting receipts. I'll edit this later. Like, oh my gosh. And I don't think I realized at the time what a huge reference that was for the I'll edit this later. Yeah. Because at this current moment when this video came out, the full phone call between Kanye and Taylor hadn't been leaked. Yeah. We only had... This edited, edited but nobody knew that it was edited. Yeah. Except Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Because she was on the phone call. Oh my gosh. Mind blown. Yeah. Yeah. And she also says, I want to be excluded from the narrative, which is what she said on Twitter. And then everyone told her to shut up. So. (sighs) And we've talked about that line on the podcast before. her and Kanye have had drama yeah. for, I think we said seven years. Like just up to that point. Yeah. On and off drama for seven years. And when you look at all the drama, which we have gone over in great depth yeah. in our previous episodes, it is always, always, always initiated by Kanye. Yeah. And so this is her saying, like, I would like to be excluded from this narrative, one which I've never asked yeah. to be a part of. And she's just like, I'm so tired of it. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this to me? Yes. You know? So this one is really funny. <laughs> so, but also kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the reputation tailors 
says, who's that bitch? And zombie Taylor <laughs> responds, don't call me that, which is absolutely a dig to the whole Kanye beef. And since Taylor said that she hated that reference, like yeah. she specifically did not want to be yeah. called that word. And then he called her that word. At least didn't call me a... Yeah. And then what does he do? Yeah. So... Ugh. Anyways. Crazy. But I love that ending. I know. The it's ending so is iconic. So, so iconic. To see all of those Taylors lined up next to each other. Talking to each yeah, other. Yeah, talking to each other and making fun of like what everybody makes fun of her for. Yeah. I think it shows like a weird confidence... Yeah. From her in that, like, she knows deep down that, like, it's all garbage yeah. and ridiculous. And she's able to kind of poke fun yeah. at it. I also think that's probably because she took a step back for a while. Yeah. Like, I'm sure she wouldn't have been able to look at it. I don't know. Maybe right after 1989. Era. Yeah. I think she was a little more sensitive. And that's why she stepped back. And I think she realized who she was and she kind of gained a confidence and was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, do you, do you realize what you're talking and saying yeah. right now? Well, and like, you don't want to let the haters win. No. You know? And I so. think she's really good at not letting them win. Yeah. Which is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the last thing we want to talk about is there is a whole different album theory that comes from this music video. And if you guys don't know, it's the karma was supposed to be the sixth Taylor Swift album. So we're going to kind of dive into where that theory came from and why it kind of came from this music video. So on one of the wings on the plane, it has TS six written on it. And some fans speculate that this actually means that Taylor was forced to ground the original sixth album that she had planned to release in order to address her reputation, which is why she's writing reputation on the actual airplane yeah, and record this entirely different album. Well, because people forever since then have speculated that like karma is this missing yes. mysterious album that mm -hmm. she's never released. released. Yeah. Well, and it is interesting because she was on a consecutive every two years she released an album. Mm -hmm. We got one in 2014 and then we didn't see anything in 2016. Which is the year everything which, went down. Yeah, is when everything went down. And so like Jess and I, when we were talking about this, we were like, she had to have been making music yeah. from 2014 to 2016. Yeah, there's no way she wasn't where, writing music. Where is all of that? Yeah what was all of that going to be? Yeah. Because then most of these songs on reputation are all referenced to stuff that happened after 2016. Yeah. So it's like, like halfway through 2016 happened? through halfway of 2017. Yeah. So what happened? Where is, where's all this? Missing We're like music? missing a whole, <laughs> which is crazy to like really life. think about that. Oh my yeah. gosh. That is so I crazy know. to think about. It's wild. Probably a lot of Harry Styles songs. <laughs> Jess is like, give me more Harry Styles. <laughs> I'm, a Hale, I'm a Haler stan. <laughs> Never thought I'd say that I, in my life. <laughs> I didn't either, but oh it's gosh. so funny. Um, okay, so another sign of this, though, came when she released the man music video. In one of the scenes, Taylor 
is dressed in full drag as a man, and she can be seen urinating against a wall that is covered in graffiti. And the graffiti is made up of all of Taylor's album names up to that point. But fans noticed that the word karma was also on the wall, and it's actually right in the space between 1989 and Reputation with a missing sign right between those albums. Come I just on. don't like... <laughs> See, I'm always like, oh, come on, this doesn't actually no, but work. But then I like does. read through all of these and I'm like, no, this absolutely lines up. There has to be a missing album. Yeah. And the oh. more we like talked about it, the more I'm, I'm on board. You guys, that's not even the end of it. Okay, so there's more. Um, the lyrics... In Look What You Made Me Do, where she sings, All I Think About Is Karma, is actually in the birdcage scene, where she is wearing orange, and people believe that that was going to be the color for karma. And that scene, they actually believe, symbolizes that the album is trapped in a cage. I believe it. Yeah. I absolutely believe it. Yeah. And so, pre the announcement of Tortured Poets yeah. Department, um. It's so interesting. So Carly and I went to the Eras Tour opening night and I heard, I don't, I personally didn't remember seeing it, but ever since the opening night of the Eras Tour, everybody has commented about the fact that when Taylor exits the stage, mm. there is an orange door that she walks through. Oh, uh-huh. And Karma is the like final to song be, yeah. of the tour. And I... You know, I think a lot of people wondered if that meant it would come, come out next. Yeah. And of course it's not. And of course the album that's coming out now is absolutely the album that yes. needs to come yes. out now. But then that makes you think like, well, if that's the one that needs to come out now, like when is karma ever going to get its turn? Yeah. Like there's, it's, she's always going to have new music to put yeah. in front of it. It's uh -huh. like, will it, will ever, it ever surface? It's yeah. It's so weird, and I didn't even think. Okay, I didn't. <laughs> I did not even think about this. I wonder if it won't because it would be a big machine record. Okay, that's what I was literally just thinking too. Oh my god! Because I was like, could she release it as like a Taylor's version? Yeah, but does she have to wait? Well. If she had written them before she wrote rep, that time would have been expired. So she could. And how does it change if it never got released? Yeah. So maybe, you know? yeah. She probably just does the same thing that she does with Taylor's version. Yeah. So she could. Oh but God. I also had another thought. She created the Eras tour before they broke up. Yeah. What if she, what, like that orange door was a signal of, Karma's coming next. Again. And then they broke up and she's like, oh, I got to release these songs. Oh my gosh. So many, so many crazy things. Okay. If, if Orange Karma is ever released, people are going to lose, lose their minds yes. because this is like <laughs> such a deep, yeah, loved and rooted fan theory that people are really into. Yeah. And there's not really a ton of like super concrete proof of it, but yeah. a lot of really good speculated Easter eggs yeah. that obviously like we're reading oh, yeah. right now. Well, and it was really interesting because I was looking through at some stuff and you know, when she like, 
bleached her hair, cut it. And she kind of started to have like this rock edgy. Mm, mm. And a lot of people were saying that was going to be her start of her karma era. Yeah. And then she disappeared. Yeah. And like kind of rebranded for reputation. But they were like, you could always, if you look back on all the other eras, you can kind of see when she starts to. Yeah. Like embody and embody what she's like creating. And I was like, that's interesting. Hmm. Okay. But back to the music video around that cage, there are seven guards and people believe that this shows that reputation was supposed to be the seventh album, Mm. not the sixth. So kind of crazy. And then the very last thing is in an interview, Taylor was asked, what do you think is the most important life lesson for someone to learn? She responds and like smiles right at the camera. I'll have to get this and like post it Yeah, and says that karma is real. And I, I just like got chills. That's so stupid. But I remember when that came out and fans went crazy. It was just like, she told us. Karma's real. The sixth album is real. Oh my gosh. The thing that is so interesting to me is if, if that album exists and all of these things are true, I'm kind of surprised she didn't release, she didn't just release it close to reputation because in what I could envision that album being in my head is that they would kind of go together. Yeah. And so it's so interesting to me, but I also think though, that when she released reputation, she was still kind of on this, I market for it this way. I like give it its time and its space. And then I feel like in the last few years, she just she's been a lot care. more chaotic. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter. I also think that probably had to do with big machine. Yeah. And maybe they were like, no, like, oh, pick yeah. one. like we follow the schedule. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. See that because yeah, because now, now she's way more chaotic. I mean, think I'm about like, just release torture poets and karma. Well, and, and think about rep. folklore and Evermore. Oh yeah, she literally announced those within 24 hours of releasing them, yeah. and she released both of those in the same year. Yeah, two brand new albums in one year. Yes, like she's just. I like, just don't see her doing. She's that. like, I've got it. I'm putting it out yeah. there. So, yeah. Oh my gosh, it'll be so interesting to see if that ever. I would love it. Comes and like, I think especially if it were to come, knowing the background of it and like analyzing like why and how did she choose when to finally Mm -hmm. put it out? Yeah, crazy, crazy. So many crazy finds and theories. I just, I don't even know how people come up with all this stuff and find it so quickly. I don't either because we were talking about like some of the things that we just talked about, like. They are not obvious. Oh no. You have to watch the video like so carefully. frame by frame yeah. and like look at it extremely like, closely. Slow speed. Yes, to find some of the stuff. Well, and that so, was it was blowing my mind when I was reading Reddit. Somebody was like, I was watching this on the slowest speed possible. And I'm like, Well, yeah, that's how you have to find these. Yeah. Is like oh, like literally frame by frame. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, stay tuned next week because now that the Ares tour is back on, we thought it'd be fun to discuss all of her tour crew and all the people that helped make that tour so amazing. So you'll want to come back to hear all the fun facts for that. Yes, because she really does have such an incredible team and they're all so talented and it will be fun to give us a chance to learn more about them. 
And in the meantime, check out our Instagram where we shall share all the interviews that we discuss on the podcast and keep you up to date on all our current Taylor Swift theories. You can find us at typicaltuesdaynight.podcast. And until next week, join me as all I think about is karma. Bye. (laughs) 